uh, welcome uh, our football fans, our followers, our fans to another episode of Fans Analysis. My name is Moshud Isa. I'll be your host for today. And as always, I'm here with my fantastic guest, uh, AK. Welcome to welcome to Fast Analysis, and I will be joined by another colleague here uh, in no time. Shell, you'll be here as soon as uh, we can. Uh, Shell, welcome to Fast Analysis. Yeah, I'm so glad to be here today. And AK, welcome to Fast Analysis. Thank you, as usual, Moshud. I'm excited. Yeah. Okay. I can see. We are ready to rumble, right? Yeah, we're ready. <laughs> well, the the club football European uh, season is over, but um, we are blessed again with uh, another massive competition, um, and that's the Euros 2020 being held in 2021. And not forgetting the Copa America is currently going on, even though there's been uh, little or no publicity about it, probably due to the timing of the games and all that. But... Um, in few words let me start with ak uh, what has been the what has been your impression about the euro so far ak let me start with you well this is this year's euro right, to me has been a little bit underwhelming some results most results are slightly expected um i've not really watched a game where i'll say wow i'll, I'll be like mind blown and all that well i can say the portugal um germany match of yesterday but i've not really seen a match where where an an, an underdog outplayed the one of the big boys and actually won you understand they i've seen matches where they they actually outplayed but at the end of the day the superiority in terms of players which the big boys have comes in play and the big boys end up winning like the um, Belgium-Denmark match. To me, for the first 60-70 minutes, Denmark outplayed Belgium. But when they brought on De Bruyne and uh, Hazard, everything changed. And as expected, Belgium won the match. So really, I've not really seen, I've not really watched a match where, where, where the underdog we dominate win or even not dominate defend and win it has not really happened the closest we got was the hungry france of which if maybe given more time maybe france would have actually won the match but so far it's been just there five over ten for me nothing really special okay okay even though we saw uh slovakia defeated uh poland the other day uh... um in contrast to what ak said for me, I've enjoyed the Euro quite quite a lot because um, I've been I've been opportune to see most of the games, you know, because you know I've been working from home for you know for a while, so I've been opportune to see most of them. I've only been able to see, not been able to see, just I think maybe one or two games like that. I've I've not been able to see Poland play, but um, for me, I feel I've I've enjoyed the Euro so far because. It's produced some not so spectacular, you know, but um, it's produced some games that you're like, okay, okay, okay. The big boys should be wary and they have to up their game if they are going to win the Euros. Um, a case in point, the game um, uh, Hungary versus um, Portugal, you know, that game produced, I mean, till up till 80 minutes, 
85 minutes. Portugal couldn't, you know, do much until the, the their quality came through for them in the dying minutes of the game. And again, the game versus Wales and Turkey. That game, it's a, it's an end-to-end game. I really enjoyed my, you know, I enjoyed watching that game. It's so end-to-end, and um, the quality of Ramsey made a difference, you know, for for Wales. And um, the game um, versus Czech and um, Scotland, that game produced arguably the the best goal of the tournament by um, Simon Patrick or Simon Patrick Schick. Patrick Schick. Patrick Schick, yeah. So that game produced, you know, one of the best goals of this tournament so far. So I really enjoyed that one too. So for me, and the game Portugal versus Germany yesterday, uh, that game, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's an entertaining one for the neutral. So, so so far, I've enjoyed the Euros. Yeah. Well, in this in this case, we are we Africans are, are we are the neutrals, anyways. Even though, of course, we could easily pick a country to to support. Yeah. So far, interesting. You know, usually competitions usually as much as possible usually on earth some talent or probably players we don't reach they are not in the limelight before so so far in euros i know you are, we are getting to the latter stage um in the group stage now we are, i think we are, we are starting the uh, the match day t- today for me one of the, the player that i have seen and i will really i've seen and um though he has not really scored any goal goal yet but his contributions have proven massive so far is um, Alexander Isak. Yes, he has always had the potential. He plays for Real Sociedad. He has been good, but I've I've watched him closely in this tournament, and he to me he's been fantastic. His hold-up play has been spectacular. Though he, he he's yet to score, but his contribution so far. And there's this arrogance about him. I like I like my strikers. If I, if I was to be a coach, I would like my strikers to be sort of arrogant. There's this arrogance about him that I sort of ad, admire. And so far, Patrick, uh, sorry, Alexander Isak has been my standout player so far. Interesting. Um, I see him play against Spain. Like you said, interesting. I realize I that kind of arrogance, that kind of confidential arrogance that you can take yes. on anyone. Yes, you can yes. hold up, play, link up with your teammates and all that. Interesting times. Uh, I know Sheo may have uh, not taken anything away from Isaac. I know he's been mentioning some uh, players that he thinks stood out so far. <laughs> okay, um, for me, Isaac is, I mean, he's, he's a standout for me, you know, in terms of um, the all-round play. Yeah, he hasn't scored, but we can all see the, the talent is there. And um, if not for the Euros, and... Um, for some weeks back that um, he's been linked with Arsenal that Henry is suggesting that Arsenal should sign him although it's a rumour, we don't know if it's true or not, you know, that's when I started, you know, okay, who is this guy, who is this guy, who is this guy until I saw their first game against Spain in Europe, I'm like, wow this guy is a baller he's a serious player and he's going to he's going to do so well in his career um, the second player for me is Robin Gosens. Yeah. I've been an admirer of Gosens for for a long time now. Since um, the Atlanta's um, run in the 
in the UCL, I think two seasons ago. Yeah. 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 You know, I've I've been I've been looking into him since since that run when they had um, Joseph Ilicic on the left and Gosens also on the left. So I've been an admirer of Gosens. And when I saw him getting into the German national team, I'm like, wow, this is well deserved because I know the kind of player he is. And he's also doing well in the Euros. I mean, their game against France, I, I expected them, I expected him to play very high up the pitch. But, um, and um, I think um, Joachim Lowe has um, the counter-attacking strength of France in mind. So they, 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 they became a bit conservative for, for him to go forward. But I know that that's his real strength, going forward and you know, offering so much in attack. And I, I'm so happy to see him against Portugal. I mean, although Nelson Semedo had, a, had an awful game, but again... <laughs> <laughs> Gosens Not taking had... anything away from performance of Gosens, <laughs> and yeah, to be to be honest, there are two. Uh, these are two amazing players you guys mentioned. I'm not forgetting uh, Locatelli of Italy. Uh, yeah. People have yeah, he, he's been compared to Pilo, his passes and his long range shots and all that. So now to the to the to the meat of the matter. First and foremost, an elite an elite striker is one that that is consistent consistency is very 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 important you score goals on a regular basis but also the fact that you can bring others into the game for me and um you bring your hold up play spectacular you you can score at at as you can score you score any type of goal just the most important thing for a striker let's not lose our eye on the ball is to be able to score goals and if you are consistent at doing that, doing it at a very a big stage, then to me, you are, you, are, you, are, you are classified as an elite striker. You provide the other assist. You just, your forward play should be phenomenal. And like I said, if you can do all that, to me, you are classified as an elite striker. Most importantly, score goals on a regular basis. The thing is, you know, I... For me, an elite striker should be an all-round striker that should be, that should be able to do a bit of everything. We know that in modern football now, you know, um, and coaches right now they they place too much premium on strikers being able to play. You know, most of the top teams now they have it's not just running in behind, running in behind. You have to be able to play with your back to go. So for me, that is not. I won't place too much premium on that. You know, what I will place too much premium on is a striker that can do a bit of everything. You know, that can play with their back to go when it's needed, and that can also run in. You know, that can also run in behind when it's needed. So that makes you that makes you the complete package as a striker. And for me. Lukaku, you, you won't find many strikers like, like no. Lukaku that can offer both physical of the game. Don't worry, we'll come to Lukaku. And um, I want to start with AK uh, as regards uh, Romelu Lukaku. Romelu Lukaku uh, played for Manchester United. Of course, Manchester United is an elite, uh, elite team, 
elite team expectedly even though in the past couple of years they've uh they've, bit, uh, they've dropped uh in the standard expected of them and i remember lukaku spent a couple of years at um at uh, Manchester United. I said Romelu Lukaku scored a good number of goals while he was at United, but why do you think he left? Why did he leave United? I personally, I think there was this um, there was this agenda against Lukaku at United in terms of, especially from the fans, and you know the power the United fans have from the fans, the so-called class of 92, and um, uh, and some um, press, some of the English press fans were always against him and all that. But for some few fans like us, I'm a United fan, no doubt. For some few fans like us, I liked Lukaku. And there's also this ag- agenda that he didn't fit into Ole's system. But the truth is that Ole used him and he scored some couple of goals under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. I personally like Lukaku. And Lukaku is a striker, is a consistent striker. He 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 he, he runs at players, he, he has a good hold of play, he 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 play he can play with his back to goals, he can sometimes drift to the wings, he does everything, he's a left-footed player, but he's in other words, is he an are we saying he's an elite striker? To me, he's an elite striker. To me, he's an elite okay. striker because he, he ticks almost every box. And like I said, he has been consistent. Lukaku has scored more than 300 goals, Abi? Yes, more than 300 goals, if I'm not mistaken. So, he's, he's, he... he's leaving United. Does he have anything to do with his quality? I think he, he he got tired. There's something we also forget. That period Lukaku was at United, that time. He has his fault also, but I don't think play, football, playing football was really it. He got tired of the press. He got tired of the the fans, some of the fans. He got tired of being in England. So he needed something new. He needed a new challenge. He got he he said it in one interview that he went to Olegona Social's door and t- told him that it's time for him to leave. He doesn't see any reason to be at United. And Social quite agreed with him if that was what he wanted. And he left. So I don't think his ab- footballing ability was the reason why he left United because the only mistake okay. United made were, was not replacing Lukaku. But Lukaku at okay. that point in time, I think both parties could agree that leaving United was the best thing for him. Uh, Sean, <laughs> do you think Lukaku is an elite striker? Okay, I think um, we need to ask a question. This question, I need to ask you before I answer this question. Do you consider Benzema as an elite striker? Uh, so, yes, just like you both I define do, an do. elite striker, just like you both define an elite striker, should be able mm-hmm. to do at least a bit of everything. So, if you are saying Lukaku did not, did, probably did not fit into Ole's system, I wish trying to say he's lacking in some aspects. But again, I want to hear from you, Shio. Do you think he's an elite striker? Do you think um, he's that top, top striker? And why do you think um, he got it wrong at United that he had to leave? Since AK said it's not about his quality. Let's look at it this way. Lukaku is an elite striker, no doubt about it. Because I would let me even if if we are going to say it from the point of argument and looking at stats, most people 
consider Benzema as an elite striker. And in the last decade, in the last decade, Lukaku has the highest number of goals than Benzema for club and country. That's let's from 20 Lukaku started his career in 2009 or thereabouts. You know, and Benzema too, you know, around that, you know, um that time. Even and, though Benzema hadn't played for France for a couple of years. So. I know. Yeah, I know. Lukaku has the highest number of goals than Benzema right now. And if people can always say Benzema is an early striker, why can't Lukaku be an early striker? For me, Lukaku is an elite striker. He's up there with the very best in the world. And he has what he can do, some of the very best in the world can't do it. Because Lukaku has the all-round game. If you want players to run behind, Lukaku has that speed. He's very big. I don't even know and how he's very fast. <laughs> so, I, do, do you think he got it? Where did he got it wrong? Did he is that he didn't fit into Ole's style, or it's is is about external issues? From what um, AK said, it's just an agenda against Lukaku. Lukaku can do what anybody can do. In Man- what Cavani is doing in Manchester United now, Lukaku can also do it. He can even do it better. I, what Rashford, Rashford is not even a striker for me. Marshall is not a striker for me. What those guys can do, Lukaku can do it better. He can run in behind. He can dribble his marker. Look at what he did against um, their last match against um, Hungary, right? No, not Hungary. Oh. Denmark. Against De- Denmark, yes. Against Denmark. That goal that De Bruyne scored. Lukaku took on two players from the from the right and got his way in. That is what a strike, a good striker, an early striker can do. Can, can we just put it this way? Lukaku doesn't have the, the people, you know, there's this aesthetics people look at when they are they want you to do some certain styles. There, there's this. Uh, he, he doesn't really possess that, so people just see him as. But Lukaku does everything. Everything so, you expect so, from his. So, uh, uh, so uh, just Mourinho, just Mourinho signed Romelu uh, Lukaku. If I, if I, if I'm right, and then uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer sold him. He, how is it that um, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer couldn't harness his potential enough? Or Oligona Social succumbed to external forces. And, if, and of course, not now. At, the, at this moment in world football, you cannot necessarily get uh, a player in uh, Lukaku's quality right now, available at least. What happened is, does did Ole get it wrong by selling is, Romelu Lukaku? The thing is, let's not forget, the, Ole, Lukaku played just two or three. three three or four months or so under Ole. And at some point, there was a period there, I think before Ole came, during Mourinho, just before Ole came, where Lukaku wasn't really fit. He gained a lot of weight. And he there was this... So, when he came into the squad, if you remember these two goals against PSG in the Champions League, the so-called ma- the match that, made, that gave Ole the United job, 
So he he scored he scored goals under Oli. But the thing is, the pressure from the fans, the class of '92, the press. <laughs> I still well, I always make reference to that class of '92 and the press. The press were they had an agenda against Lukaku because aesthetics. They just see him okay. as the big guy who just okay. who doesn't have a first touch and all that. So the thing is, Ole Ole, and there was this there was this thing in the news that Lukaku Ole, doesn't fit into Ole's style and all that. Lukaku will fit into any style in world football. Lukaku played okay. for, for West West Brom and scored a lot of goals. Let me pause you a bit, uh, Ake. Uh, for me, I, I in defense of Ole, I don't think I don't think. Um, Ole really have a say in that because you know Ole came in as an interim manager. It's not as if um, he was the whole focus. And you know, if you, if if a club is going to if a club side is going to sign a coach now, the coach will give his terms and conditions. This is what I want. This is what I want. The same thing. Um, the same issue Tottenham are having right now, and for trying to find a. Coaches are giving them conditions. The likes of Conte, even Gattuso and the likes. They give them conditions. This is what I want. But in case of Ole, Ole saw United's job as an opportunity. He is not in the driving seat. So, in a way, I would think that Ole wouldn't have a say over Lukaku. Even if he wants Lukaku to stay, the, the, the future of Lukaku rests on Manchester United as a whole, you know, rest on 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 on, on the club as a whole, on a coach like. So the for me, I only actually knows his potential, but he's powerless. That's what I feel. Yeah, that's what I feel. And again, at Interest- that point, I'll, sorry to keep it. At that point, I would say Lukaku got tired and he just wanted to leave. At that point, leave, and there's yeah. no there's no point keeping a player that is unhappy. Yeah. You, will ne- you, you will never win, so it's better to just let him go. I don't Even know though we've seen we've, we've seen instances where players are unhappy, external forces, and uh, you know they have um they have had to had discussion with coaches who knows their potential, who wants them to stay. I have uh, there's the uh, issue of Ericsson. Ericsson as at January, as at December, we were so sure he was going to leave Inter Milan in January, and before you know it, um. Uh, things actually changed and then he was even saying it that oh uh the situation is now different and he's you know ready to stay and play football well different like uh, different strokes for different folks there was this there was this um there was this there was only only united and uh lukaku there was this bridge that Maybe Ole came and he saw the whole pressure on Lukaku. Lukaku also felt the pressure was too much on him, and they both had an agreement. He just honored his wishes, and Ole, yeah. Ole felt maybe okay, this guy going. I think the only mistake United made, and I always say it, is not signing a top striker to replace Lukaku. They weren't available, were they? Once, once you have, there's always a striker available. <laughs> So, oh, so the thing is, they just they just felt okay. We can harness uh, Martial, and maybe of which that didn't turn out well, in my opinion. But 
Lukaku and and let's let's always also put this out there. The period Lukaku was at United, he was the highest goal scorer for the club. Exactly. Exactly. For that, for that, do, yeah. let, talking about irrespective of everything that had happened, irrespective, irrespective of everything that had happened, he was the highest goal scorer for United. For me, what I believe is all his hands were tied, you know. But I don't know the dynamics of what really, what really um, transpired in the, in the in the club side. But um, you know, Manchester United as an institution, they, 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 when when they see that they have a star in their young stars, they want to get them quickly into the first team. Of um, Pogba and um, Twanzibi, even though Twanzibi some loan spells and the likes. But Manchester United, they are using youth. So that might be the case, you know, to get Lukaku off and give chance to the to the youth and um, the likes of uh, Martial and Co. But I don't really know. That that could be the case. Well, uh, um, I've been speaking with uh, uh, two amazing friends, uh, Shion and uh, AK. We've been dissecting the Euros and of course uh, Romelu Lukaku is he an allied striker and I've been getting interesting perspectives uh, surrounding um, his stay at Man United, his, uh, his exploit at Inter Milan and currently at Euros. So let's round up. Can you predict uh, the top 10 highest scorers for Euros at the end of this Euros? Oh, okay. Um, Lukaku, Immobile, and uh, uh, Patrick Schick. <laughs> Let me just add Patrick Schick to that. Okay. <laughs> and I'm sure she, you can also start with Lukaku if you like. <laughs> exactly, exactly. The same thing as mine. <laughs> Exactly the thing that came to mind. I think um, Italy and Belgium will go fast. So Lukaku and Immobile have, you know, they have that that extra quality to to get the nod. You know. um, the rest are the rest are there for the day. But those are the two that came to mind. Those are the two okay. that came to mind. Yeah, to a, to a reasonable extent, those are probably the two that are come to mind. I so I probably add Ronaldo to my own uh, list. And, uh, it's been a very very uh, interesting episode of fans analysis, and I hope I will be able to uh, come back here um, in a few days time to dissect what has happened in the group stage and uh, the possible. Uh, next round fixtures and what do we expect to see in US? Possibly, we expect the US to get tougher with bigger fixtures as uh, yeah, the yeah. time goes on. Yeah. So again, you thank you very you, much, before you, go, before you okay. go, I have one question for you. One answer, yes or no? Do you think Lukaku is an elite striker? <laughs> you don't have to explain. You don't have to explain. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Okay, due to scarcity of elite strikers, I'll place him as an elite striker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I nice yeah, we don't need to explain anyways, but yeah. of course I have my, my reasons really. Oh. There are there of strikers out there. There are very, very few strikers out there, unfortunately. But that, then, we, that we play we play false nines nowadays. 
<laughs> so yeah, and then probably the standard will have dropped a bit. By the time you mention Kane and Lewandowski, you begin to you know you begin to think where are the rest, you know, and all that. But then there will be another exactly. discussion for that. Again, thank you very much for your time. I really do appreciate you. Final words. I um I I hope to see you know a, a lot of um good stuffs in the Euros, you know, so that we'll be able to. To, to to enjoy ourselves for this for the for this um summer before the the real game begins again the club football begins in August. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Thank you. Okay. For me I would have loved a team like Czech Republic or Sweden to win the Euros. But I guess we will end up with the big boys Italy or Germany or maybe Portugal or France. <laughs> Thank you very much and have a fantastic week ahead.